0: Uh, We often hear about women being encouraged to do pelvic floor exercises around pregnancies, but most men are surprised to learn that they even have a pelvic floor. But drips, dribbles, and bladder weakness is quite common for men, especially after prostate surgery. Uh, The good thing is there's plenty we can do to help and maybe even avoid this. Lisa Carney is a pelvic health physiotherapist at Wanaka's Pelvic Solutions. She joins me now. Hi, Lisa.
1: Hi, how are you?
0: Good, thank you. And um, this conversation started with some new stats from a a company called Tina, T-E-N-A. A A quarter of New Zealand men suffer from some sort of bladder weakness. Uh, They have an interest in this. They make products to help with this problem. But first question for you, Lisa, is do those stats match up with what you see in your job?
1: I think so. I think it's a hard statistic to gain because a lot of men will suffer in silence, right? It's a very, um, it's a, it's a big loss of masculinity when you think about leaking pee. And, um, so a lot of men won't tell anybody about that and they really do. It's underreported, probably. So it's a hard statistic to gain, but I think that that would be really accurate. You.
0: Yes. The, on, the only time it would come up in conversation, I think, is a bloke is if um, someone was going quite regularly and, and made a kind of light comment, or maybe you're next to someone in a urinal and they, uh, you know, have a bit of banter about it. But it's not really something it happens, that is it. Yeah. Yeah. Not really something <laughs> I'd just sit down with a mate and, and yarn about.
1: No, it's not a coffee table conversation. But I'm, I'm hoping that we can you know, slowly work towards making it a bit more approachable. And I think once men do start talking about it, generally they're quite surprised to hear that other people are going through the same thing or it's not a problem unique to women after having babies. And it is reasonably, yeah, it is very um, preventable as well. Like, we can do a lot for it. So the more that men talk about it, the better, really.
0: Lisa, I'm embarrassed to say I've never heard of a pelvic health physiotherapist before. Are there <laughs> many of you around and what do you do?
1: Well, yeah. Well, it's uh, we work with women and men, but I think in, particularly in men, it is, there's a perception that pelvic health physios, are, uh, we do is teach pelvic floor exercises, but that would be very, very boring. <laughs> <laughs> so we deal a lot with, with blokes with um, continence issues, at post, post-surgery, um, problems with um, erectile function with blokes, um, and also pain, a lot of pelvic pain. Um, a lot of men do have pain through the pelvic region as well. So... And, and I definitely think if, if, if men knew a little bit more about their pelvic floor or knew how much it was um, good for like how, what it did, what its role was in pleasure as well as sports performance, they would probably take a little bit more interest in what the pelvic floor did. So. <laughs>
0: yeah, I can't even yeah. picture a pelvic floor.
1: Pelvic floor, yeah. Well, it's the bit. It's for for a for a, it's the a bit. Basically, the bit between your legs, right. <laughs> down there. Yeah. <laughs> so, and it's a, it's a fabulous part of <clears throat> part of anatomy. It's it's got so many purposes. Um, it, it, it's generally fairly automatic. It'll come on when it needs to when you're squatting and um, jumping around or lifting things like that. It's fairly automatic. Um, but as we age or as as men get older as well, it has a big role to play. It has a big role to play in erectile function, but, in that, but that tends to deteriorate sort of 40 plus, you know. So it's, uh, it's pretty important to keep it healthy and keep it strong and keep it from not being too tight as well. So that's generally what we see a lot of is either the muscles, pelvic floor muscles are too tight or they're too weak um, and drips and dribbles and problems with um, performance can be due to both. So we've got to try and figure out, what it is, and teach gentlemen how to either make it work better and and get it stronger, or teach it how to relax better.
0: How does it get yes. to How does it get too tight, Lisa?
1: Uh, the pelvic floor is a really big barometer for stress. Like if you um, if you have tight tight shoulders or you're tight, quite stressed and not breathing very well, you get tight shoulders. Pelvic floor um, is a barometer for that too. Like a lot of it holds a lot of stress. Um, if people are stressed, they can get a lot of tension through the pelvic floor as well. So. Um, but yeah, like a lot of, it, it, it can be related to stress, related to a lot of sitting, a lot of poor posture or like underdeveloped different kinds of muscles and, um, hip pain, back pain can have a big implication on how pelvic floor can be functioning as well. Is it so, possible it is that,
0: that you're that, keeping yeah. it, is it possible that you're keeping it tense without your sort of knowledge, you know, like how you sometimes find your hand in a fist or whatever, because you're feeling a bit stressed or uptight?
1: Yeah, definitely. I see that all the time. Mm. Absolutely. Look, you are a priority. <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay, and then and then I, I am a bit of an expert on this because I've got four children, so I have overheard conversations about this. Tell me about the um, tell me about the weakened pelvic floor.
1: Weakened pelvic floor, that can definitely lead to drips and dribbles or problems with um, your performance in the bedroom. So staying uh, staying alive for longer, (laughs) so to speak. Um, So if it's a bit weaker or we've got these long hold muscles, the endurance muscles, as well as the quick flick muscles, the fast twitch and slow twitch fibres in in there, um, weakness can definitely be improved with strengthening um, but we have to make sure that you definitely are weak, so <laughs> before you start down that strengthening journey. But most of the time, like you know, getting those muscles be able to turn on and turn off again is um, is a really good thing for a bloke to know how to do.
0: Can you give us a bit of a lesson?
1: A lesson, sure. Um, basically, most men will know that they've got a, a back passage sphincter that, that will have that will because they're pretty good if they choose to control wind. So you've got your two sphincters, one at the back and one at the front. Um, The back one will be coming on if you're trying to stop a fart from coming out. And the the front one will come on when you're trying If you imagine that you're absolutely busting, busting to go for a pee, and you, you can't really, you can't stop, you're trying to stop it. So you're trying to sort of tighten up those muscles that you would use, that if you were imagining that you were stopping the flow of pee right around the front, you're trying to tighten them up. So it looks a little bit like you're first of all trying to relax the the belly and the, the bum, relax the belly and the back the bum muscles, and then you work on trying to um, tighten around that sphincter at the front, trying to stop. Imagine that you're stopping the flow of the pee, and then imagine that you're lifting nuts to guts, so lifting the testes up and then up up up, and then you want to hold it there for a little bit. To start with like three seconds, for example, to start with. Hold it on one, two. Through, and then you relax it off again. And that's one pelvic floor sort of squeeze. <laughs> Does that make sense?
0: <laughs> yeah, it makes a lot of sense. And then uh, I, I guess you're going to tell me to do this a certain number of times a day, every day.
1: Uh, it's worthwhile, yeah, definitely, to keep blood flow. Um, pelvic health and, and penal health particularly is very uh, impl- implicated by blood flow. It loves it. So um, in terms of yeah if you keep good blood flow keep healthy keep those muscles going it's um it's great for all of those things so yeah if you do those exercises say 10 times holding on each one for 10 seconds the long hold um and then letting go as well letting go is an important factor and then you do 10 quick ones on and let go on and let go on let go do 10 of them and then you, you're in pretty good shape. It's good. It's a good starting point.
0: Yeah. So can you post- bring it back study- again? If, if if um you know you've hit your 40s or your 50s um, and started to have problems, will doing this you know improve things?
1: Yes, generally. If you get if you get right around the front, like that sphincter, um, right around that front sphincter, where, which is a good for controlling the pee, then you can definitely improve things. Um, when you're talking about prostate surgery. Yeah, I think it's, it's certainly worthwhile really focusing on strength training. If we're leading into surgery or prostate surgery or um, we're wanting to do that quite intensively, that strength training, sort of five, six times a day. But if it's just kind of maintenance, one time, one time a day is very good. It's excellent. Yeah, you can come back from, you know, and I think it's, uh, your, the pelvic health in general is, is widely related to other health, you know, like your heart health and everything else. So having a healthy lifestyle definitely helps.
0: Lisa, thank you for your expertise. I've enjoyed chatting to (laughs) you today.
1: Thanks for for having me on the show. It's great. You
0: you do a good job of this and um, uh, you do a good job of uh, making it school holiday friendly as well, so I appreciate that. (laughs)
1: Perfect. Yeah, I won't
0: too picky. Lisa Carney, pelvic health physiotherapist at Wanaka's Pelvic Solutions. Uh, We talk about um, bladder weakness and men in particular, uh, on the back of some new research from an organisation called Tina, who make products to help with this. Um, Nice to talk to you, Lisa. Thanks.